The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Pirate fans, welcome to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show, brought to you by U.S. Cellular. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's Platinum Certified U.S. Cellular stores and experience the highest standard of customer service. Call in on the live line at 317-1250. Now, with a complete recap of the game and your phone calls, live from the Pirate Radio Studios, here's your host of the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter, Clip Brock. Your Pirates are going bowling. East Carolina knocking off Memphis third. 30 to 29 in overtime. Mike Houston and Holton Naylor sharing a hug on the field after the game. The Pirates score on a Keaton Mitchell run in OT. Memphis scores. They decide to go for two. They don't get it. And East Carolina walks away a victor. And that is win number six on the year. And now John Gilbert and Mike Houston are hugging. By the end of the show, me and Billy Weaver might be hugging. <laughs> Weave! You said they needed 30 to win this game. They listened to you. The magic number was 30. Uh, if Memphis could get to 30, I thought they had a good chance to win. They hit They hit 29. Had they gone uh, and and they made that two-point conversion, that was the magic number. So it was, it was right on the head. Holt Naylor's looking at him. He is just ecstatic right now. Mike Houston called the timeout. The ice, the kicker, they said, we're going to go for two. And the Pirate defense says, let's go bowling. Wow. And we're going bowling, baby. All let's right. do it. 317-1250. Let's get the lines locked and loaded, which they already are. Ready to go. We're celebrating a pirate victory today in ECU going back to a bowl game for the first time since 2014. We're back with your calls on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Cliff Brock. All right, we are still watching the postgame here. Mike Houston giving an interview, uh, shedding some tears as the interview started. And now Holt Naylor is going to get on the headset and Mike as we see Tommy Cook and fam on TV. Uh, some tears in the stands, uh, too. That's uh, awesome. It looks like TC was uh, yeah. shedding a few. We I'm got an angry Memphis fan in a mask <laughs> who looks miserable. And look at Midor. Brian Midor getting a hug. hug. Houston's uh, happy and smiling. And, uh, man, what a game. What a finish. Shouldn't have gone that way, but it did. We, <laughs> we'll talk about how much time they left Memphis, I'm yeah. sure, at some point pretty soon on this show. We have uh, memes here. Billy's mom. You may hear her in the background. She's hanging out with us today. I love it. <laughs> She's a good luck charm. Keep Weave. quiet over there, memes. <laughs> got a show to do. We locked her in the bathroom after ECU scored. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Dave, Caleb, Cameron, hang on. We will start the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call in show with Kenny in Blunt's Creek. Hey, Kenny. Hey, guys. Uh, woo. Oh, my God. What a finish. I tell you, man, we were sitting on the edge of our seats here in Blunt's Creek. Uh, honestly, about to throw up. And uh, just praying these guys could get it uh, pulled through today. Six wins. Congratulations uh, to the coaching staff, to the players. Pirate Nation, be happy. Don't call in today and whine about everything that could have happened during the game. We went, we won the game. So uh, sitting back watching you two guys on our YouTube channel on the big screen right now, so you guys look real good up there. Give a big thumbs up, Pirate Nation. Guess what? We're going bowling. And we got a chance for seven wins next week. And I'll leave it at that. Y'all have a great show. Go Pirates. We believe. 
Woo, baby. We believe. Thank you, Kenny you of Bunch Creek. I think we got a chance for eight wins. He said seven. There's there's a chance it's for six, eight wins. Seven. There's a chance for a chance eight, for eight. Nine. There's a chance for nine. Yeah. Well, why not? Let's get why greedy. Uh, man, that six win feels good. Let's go to Cameron in Greenville next. Hey, Cameron. Clip. Man, I got tears in my eyes right now, man. I mean, I mean I'm getting emotional. How about them Pirates, baby? How about them Pirates? We're going to a bowl. I'm not all the stress that this team that I've, I've been through the past six years since the last time I went to bowl, I was 15 years old to now. I mean, we're, we got six wins, baby. We got six wins. I'm ecstatic. You know, the future is so bright for this program. Um, I, I've, I've probably lost a few years of my life watching this team the, the past couple of years. I mean, I really believe that we haven't been outplayed except for that App State game. I think we've outplayed our opponent every game since the App State game. And, you know, it was, it's hard to win, and we fight. We got the six wins, baby. Thank you, Coach Houston. Our program was in the gutter. It was six feet under, and it was about to be covered up with dirt. And we have fought our way back. We have been through so much as a fan base and as a student body. I am so proud of this team. I am so proud of our fan base. I am so happy for our student body. We got six wins. And, guys, we got two games left. This, is, we should, this isn't the end of the season. We got two games left. Let's do business next week versus Navy, and I want every Pirate fan to cancel their Thanksgiving plans and be in Greenville that Friday for that Cincinnati game. I want to see a packed Dowdy Ficklin Stadium to support our players and these student-athletes that have given so much to this program and really just celebrate, guys. I can't wait to find out what bowl we get to at the end of the season because I'm buying my ticket and I'm going and I'm going to party. I am so proud to be a Pirate, guys. I'm so proud to be a Pirate. East Carolina football is back. Clip. Billy, y'all enjoy it. Y'all have had some rough fifth quarters the past few years. It's it's time to celebrate, boys. We have we are coming back as a program. ECU is back, baby, and let's go Pirates. Cameron, right, fired up, ready to go. I agree with everything Cameron said except for one thing. We don't have to cancel Thanksgiving. It's the day after Thanksgiving. Let's eat hearty on Thanksgiving and then eat again on the Friday after Thanksgiving. How about that? Everybody go enjoy Thanksgiving with your family and then pack into Dowdy. How do you like your bear cat prepared? Uh, Well done. All right. Well done. Well done bear cat on on a Friday. I like mine roadkill and then well done. And the day after, we'll put it on a sandwich with some uh, some mayonnaise. mayonnaise. Yeah. Yeah. I want mine burnt. All right. Burnt bear cat sounds good. What about if you, do you like yours with some ranch on it? (laughs) I do. I do. (laughs) Harry Owen's still alive in the playoffs. Put some ranch on it. Uh, Caleb is up next in Greenville. Hey, Caleb. Hey, guys. What a great day to be a Pirate. I mean, going into this game, I got a little bit nervous because, I mean, you can't have field goals when they're scoring touchdowns. But uh, overall, the last it was a good game. The last time we went bowling, I was six years old, so now I actually know what it feels like to go bowling. But as I'm, as I'm going to say right now, Pirates are going bowling. Let's go. All right. Ke- Caleb, thank you. What's crazy to me is hearing some of these callers call in and say, last time we went to a bowl game, I was six. I was so 15. 13? Yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, that, that's crazy to me because for us old guys, while it has been six years, it doesn't feel like that long since we've been to a well, bowl game. I think game I, was like, I was 18. No, that's not true. <laughs> no, that's not true. All right, 317-1250. Let's go to Dave in Greenville. Hello, Dave. Hey, boys. How we doing today? Doing great. Doing good. Hey, look, let me just tell you about Pirate Lineage. That was my son that just called. Um, don't don't hold it against that's me. That's awesome. He was actually uh, eight years old, but that's neither near nor there. But uh, <laughs> I just want to let you guys know, great game today. 
what do you call a student who gets D's in college? A student who gets D's in college? Yes. Troy Dreyfus. Well, okay, and a graduate, right? <laughs> yes. There you go. Yeah, usually when you kick field goals, you lose, but unfortunately, uh, they, they took some risk and we won. Uh, super proud of the boys, super proud of the program. Uh, as alumni, um, super, super happy. Uh, like I said, we got the younger generation even making phone calls in here today. Um, uh, last thing I want to say is uh, I want Bama, or maybe let's bring on at least Florida because I think we can stop them Gators and get some payback from a couple of years ago. And uh, go Pirates. We're going bowling. Woo! All right. Caleb and Dave, father-son, is celebrating here on the fifth quarter. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah, Florida wouldn't be a bad opponent right now with the way they're playing. We won't want anybody. Any, it doesn't matter. Don't matter. It, it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter where it is. It doesn't matter what time of year it is, when it is. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, I think it could be on Christmas Day and people would show up. 317-1250. We'll take a timeout. Monica, Bryce, Josh, hang on. We'll get to your calls. And for the first time on this show, we have one open line that will – well, never mind. Shirley just picked up the phone. Uh, lines locked and loaded. 317-1250. Thanks to tiebreakers for the awesome post-game food. We Mine's had, already gone. We had burgers today. Billy, not a Cowboys fan. Cowboy but burger, though. Cowboy burger fan. Absolutely. I went with the Barnyard Burger. That was great. Memes had the honey barbecue wings. Chandler with the wings. Shirley with the salad. We're uh, we're good to go here. Thanks to tiebreakers for the awesome post-game meal. 317-1250. We're back with more of your calls. Pirates, win number six. We're back after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, this game just came to an end. Michigan survives Penn State 21-17. 17th-ranked Auburn uh, is trailing Mississippi State 43-28 with about four minutes to go in that game. Uh, SMU leads UCF 55-28. Army... uh, is uh, leading Bucknell 49-10. to Coastal Carolina is at the half, and they are trailing Georgia State 28-23. to And uh, games that uh, finished earlier this afternoon, uh, Baylor beat Oklahoma 27-14. to Alabama beat up on New Mexico State 59-3. It was Wisconsin over Northwestern 35-7. Clemson beat UConn 44-7. Florida survived Samford by a final of 70 to 52, and it was Louisville over Syracuse 41 to 3, and Houston beat Temple 37 to 8. And that is a look at your Buck scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in eastern North Carolina. They're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. Now, during football season, they have food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for an updated schedule. And we will see you at the Buck. Now, let's head back in to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. East Carolina, a winner today in overtime, 30-29. to 29. East Carolina moving to 6-4 and four on the year, about 4-2 and two in conference play. Some good numbers there. 
for the Pirates. Uh, I can't imagine being a player or a coach or somebody that actually did something on the field and how the amount of text messages they get after a big win because like, I get all these messages from friends and I can't keep up with them and it's already annoying and I've only got like eight. <laughs> they probably get like 3,000. Like, how do they respond to everybody? Yeah, they must have... Are they hire somebody to do it? Maybe. I mean, you can. I, I I would imagine somebody like LeBron or you know KD or Aaron Rodgers. They have know, like a phone. superstars. They have a responder. Brady. They probably they have pay a re- somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they've got a an assistant. Yeah. Kyle, Josh, Bryce, hang on. We start this segment with Monica in Greenville. Hello, Monica. Hey, fellas. Hey, Pirate Nation. Man, it's awesome. it feels awesome to be a Pirate right now. Um, there's just something about the feel of this team that really feels like we're turning a, a corner in this season um, and with the program. Um, you know, so many of us, I know we were all on the edge of our seat at the end of the game. Um, yes, the clock management was not good, and we didn't have to be in overtime, but I'm going to be half glass full right now and say, you know what, the silver lining is, we did go into overtime, and our defense just absolutely showed up again. They're just showing, showing so much grit and fight, and they wanted to win this game, and, and, and they did it. They dug deep. Um, if you had told me at the beginning of the season, as we were trudging through our schedule, that we would be six, and, six wins uh, at this point, um, I wouldn't have believed it. But here we are. We've done it. Um, and these Pirates have two more games to go. You know, Navy is, is winnable, um, and – Gosh, when we look at Cincinnati right now, I actually see a lot of cracks, and I think we can um, blow them up uh, the day after Thanksgiving. It was also awesome to see, you know, how many backflips did we see? These, these Pirates are excited. I think they can win the next two games. They think they can win the next two games. And it was just awesome to see an emotional Mike Houston. You can just feel this team coming together at the right time, and they believe. We believe, but right now I feel like they believe. All season long, it feels like they've been trying to roll that heavy rock up the hill and sometimes just can't push it down. But, baby, they're pushing it down now. So, uh, go Pirates. we got two more games. Uh, we're bowl eligible now. Let's just go kick some butt until the end of the season and uh, go into next season um, just looking like superstars. But, go Pirates. It was a great day. Thank you, Monica, for chiming in after this victory. A lot of backflips, a lot of hugs, a lot of – uh, a lot of emotion after that win, Weave, because hey, Mike Houston might not have wanted to address it that this could be win number six and all that, but everybody knew was what was at stake, and and you saw that after the game. Oh yeah, because the pressure mounts on these coaches and players. They're not going to ever talk about that pressure. They're not going to admit that there is pressure. But obviously, they're human, just like us. They know what's going on. You cannot, and I don't care in this day and age, you cannot stay off of social media. You cannot stay in a bubble so much that you don't know what people are talking about. You don't know the enormity of things. And you could see that was just a weight lifted off his shoulders, the players, the other coaches. There's going to be a lot of emotion in the locker room. I can't wait for Twitter in the, in the next, what, half hour or so. I was so. just going to say, I've enjoyed every single post-game celebration right. yeah. from this Mike Houston be a good and the one. team. I cannot <clears throat> wait for this one coming out in this about one, an hour. This one's going to be a good one. And something I did want to say uh, before uh, we get to a, a, a couple more callers, how important are kickers on both sides? Yeah, Owen Daffer was great. I mean, they're all short field goals, obviously, and they were, you know, what we like to call short shot field. But you got to make them. And we had, and you're a young guy. Yeah. And then on the flip side, the reason East Carolina was in that position is because Memphis had no 
confidence whatsoever in their kicker. Yeah, that's a good point. And even at times, we had the ball in situations where I said, man, we we, we missed Jake Verity here because the Pirates, right. instead of going for it on 4th and 13, that was, yeah, would have right. kicked a field goal, and Verity likely would have made it. Uh, but you're right, uh, kickers are important. Mike Houston said after the game, uh, we did what we did because their kicker's been shaky. Yeah. And it was... Hey. It, it paid off for the Pirates as Tennessee just about hit a bomb. Sorry. And how about third down conversions today? Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable yeah, I, I that from up. the Pirates. Let's see. They were uh, – We'll get that on the UB stat sheet. Let's go now to Bryce in L.A. who just tweeted, I think while he was on hold, the video of Mike Houston crying and said, I'm totally crying with our coach right now. Bryce, how you doing, buddy? Man, I, I just, I'm, I'm still – I think I've watched that thing ten times already. I'm just – you know, I was like – I'm not gonna, not gonna cry, not gonna cry. Oh damn it, coach is crying. <laughs> and you know, it's um, you know, we've we've been we've been part of this a long time, and and it's um, I remember the first time we got ball eligible when I was a student, um, and that was going to Liberty Bowl, which I drove to, and we got blown out by Illinois, but then we uh, redeemed ourselves at Stanford the following year. Drove to both of those things, and you know, so I thought it was really apropos today that we went to. Uh, the place that really set us on our bowl journey, you know, our, our consistency of bowl journeys all those uh, years ago. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's really, um, it's, just, it's just an awesome, it's just an awesome feeling, man. You know, I'm all the way out here in LA and I was actually with Troy the other night. Um, and uh, I, I had this feeling about the game today. I was just like, I, I can't be around anybody. I, I <laughs> no matter who they are. Um, and um, it was, it was, it was neat just to see that and I'll just I, I know everybody's just feeling this and um I, I ain't got too much else to say today other than, than go pirates and, I, and I'm glad we're all just feeling the love. Um but let's go kick maybe enjoy the win. I hope everybody goes to the airport and greets this team. Um I think that'd be really special. Uh maybe we can get some flight information for everybody and uh go pirates y'all. Go pirates. All right. Thank you Bryce in LA yeah, that'd be cool to have some people out there to kind of show some love to this ECU football team. Uh, I mean, and, you know, it it is it's six wins, and, and that's that was the goal this year. I mean, there, you know, it's not there there weren't any you know crazy expectations. We're gonna go twelve and zero. You know, we're gonna go to a you know in the in a you know position to win a national championship. It's it's baby steps, and, and this was the step uh, the next step in the process, and. It, you know, like Monica said, if you'd have said early in the season that you're six and four at this point, two games left to go, everybody would have taken it. Not, I mean, hands down, absolutely six out of your first uh, ten games. We'll take that and, and be happy with it. Three one seven twelve fifty. Let's go to Josh in Greenville. Hey, Josh. Clippers. What's up? How you doing, buddy? Hey, good. Have your nerves had a chance to calm down yet after that ending? Yeah, and yeah. I think I'm good. I, 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 it's set in. The Pirates are going bowling. Got the win. Wasn't pretty. But Chandler said, I don't know at what point you said this, and when Memphis was driving late in the game or in overtime, he said, can you believe this? And I immediately said yes. I mean, this is how it's supposed to be. This yeah, is how yeah. it always is uh, with the Pirates. Josh? Hey, man, what a time to be alive. Our Braves won the World Series, and the Pirates are going bowling, baby. Double, doubling down. I like it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good day. I appreciate it. Go Pirates. Later, bud. There's Josh in Greenville. 317-1250. Let's go to Kyle in LaGrange next. Kyle is a longtime caller. He called in some good days. He's called in some really dark days. And now, Kyle, we get to celebrate another bowl trip. 
Absolutely, guys. You talk about wasn't pretty. I'm a 400 pound man, the shirtless right now. I'll tell you what. I, I uh, when, when, <laughs> when we won that game, the shirt came off. I did like Petey Pablo. I swung it around my head like a helicopter. I was fired up, man. Running around, I was proud to have a heart attack. My wife was quite concerned. My dog was running and got in her crate. It was, it was a mess. But I, I'm uh, I'm fired up and excited. I, I, I couldn't be more happy to, to, to be six and four right now. We've come so far from 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 them from 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 them ass clowns firing Ruffin McNeil to guys like me and some other people working real hard to get Jeff Comper out of here. And, it, it, and now we're we're. Coach Hughes has come in here and built this thing, and he's done it the right way. We, we, we've got defensive linemen that are going to be here for a long time. God forbid the transfer portal. This defense is going to be good for years to come. Um, the goal was six to get to six wins. you got to change that goal now. We need to get nine. we got two regular season games left and a bowl. Um, you know, I've heard several people say it wasn't pretty. It was beautiful to me. To, to, to win this game, to beat Memphis on the road, a quality program, a program that has been dominant in the month of November, a program that's been dominant in Conference USA, excuse me, in the Americans since 2014. It, it, it was a great win, even if it wasn't our sixth win. To go on the road and beat this Memphis football team was a quality win. And to get win number six on top of that is just in an overtime. I mean, it couldn't be more appropriate to win it by one point in overtime. And Coach Houston, I think they goaded him into going for two. I think calling that timeout, I think he kind of knew that, that, that uh, Silverfield would think about things and go for two, uh, and I kind of think that's what he wanted. He, he had his defense ready and got the game over with because I'm not sure we win it if we keep going into multiple overtimes with that quarterback they have. Um, I'm fired up, man. I, I messaged Medor, uh trying to trying to get an ETA on the uh, on the plane. I'm assuming he's with the team. Um, if you guys hear anything, please uh, please say it on the air because uh, I'm planning on going to the airport and I don't want to sit there and wait for hours. Um, I, you know, I, I will say this, uh, Navy is, is a team you got to be focused for. I, I, I am concerned a little bit about trying to get this team refocused. They're going to be fired up, but trying to get them refocused in on stopping that triple option. Um, as coach Ruff will say, the 24 hour rule needs to be in effect because they got to get focused in a hurry. Um, it's all gravy from here, but, uh, I don't know about you guys. I like a little gravy on my turkey. So I want two more wins three with the bulk of ours. All right, there you go. Well said. Kyle in the Grange with the mental image of him with his shirt off, uh, dancing around. That's that's one for the ages. Yeah, and as far as the third down conversions, uh, ECU 18 of 26 on third down. That just shows you how many long sustained drives that they had. Now, you know, three of those drives ended up in field goals and not touchdowns, but they were long methodical. And look at the time of possession like that. That is an incredible difference. 42 minutes and 47 seconds by East Carolina, 17-13 Yikes. by uh, by Memphis. But kudos to Memphis, the quick strikes, the 75-yard yeah. uh, bomb. They were able to strike quick and and almost win that game. But, you know, he, he had, you know Kyle had, had mentioned uh, Ruffin a couple times. Ruffin used to always say, too, win by one and back <laughs> up on, <laughs> out, of on out of there. That's exactly <laughs> what happened today. All right, uh, Ben, Jeff, Donna, and Terry, hang on. We'll take a timeout, come back with more of your calls on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Back after this.
You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All right. Man, I like noon games, Billy, because that means we got a lot of football to watch the remainder of the day, including Georgia taking on Tennessee. And we got a big first down run by Georgia. But Tennessee got the ball, went right down the field, and they lead it seven to nothing. And Neyland Stadium's rocking right now as uh, the Volunteers have a seven nothing lead, but Georgia with the ball in Tennessee territory. We'll keep you up with all of the scores going on on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. All right, Terry, Donna, Jeff, we'll get to you in a moment, but we head back out to the Fixed NC Live line right now and talk to Ben in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Hey, Ben. Hey guys. Hey man, I'm telling you, what a great feeling. I'm I'm so happy that Liberty Bowl Stadium is not the only bowl stadium we're going to be playing in this year. Uh, I am just so psyched. Uh, I loved watching Holton and, and Houston embrace and, and cry and all that. We need that emotion. Our team needs to see that emotion, and I think they feel it. We just don't see it all the time. Uh, but they were acting like they just won the AAC championship or the Super Bowl, which I love. What I love is it was an achievable goal, six wins. And as somebody said earlier, what's our next goal? Uh, seven wins. And after watching the Cincinnati game uh, last night or whenever it was, I think Cincinnati's beatable. In Greenville, if we play like we play in some of our games this year, we can beat that team. So I think we we have we take little bites the team believes and buys into those little achievable goals and, and we achieve them. And so I'm really stoked. Let's not forget. And I think somebody mentioned earlier we don't win this game without Owen making those field goals. If you think about the difference in the game, there's a lot of things you can point to. But if we don't have a kicker that makes field goals, we don't win this game. So big shout out to Owen for kicking those field goals when we need it. And Snead had a great game, and Jaquan got his fifth interception of the year, which is going to put him near the top of the list for interceptions in the country. So we got a, a team of freshmen and sophomores, for the most part, who are achieving these goals. Just don't forget what we have as a team, which means the next two and three years is really, really exciting. So with all that, uh, I plan to be there for Cincinnati. I already got my tickets, and I just challenge everybody as Weaver said earlier, eat your turkey, fill up, and then let's go and, and uh, eat up some uh, bear cats as well. Go Pirates. All right. That's right. Put some ranch on it. Thank you, Ben, for the call today. On Not only Daffer making the field goals, but the their kicker missing an extra point. How huge was that? Proved to be very costly yeah. at the end of that game. All right, let's go to Jeff in Louisiana. Hey, Jeff. Hey, fellas. I just started the East Carolina football diet. I lost about 10 pounds in those four and a half quarters. Um, really happy with the way it ended up. Um, I do want to see some better play, uh, red zone wise. Uh, just, just not, just need to put it in the end zone just a little bit more. Uh, don't want to take anything away from the boys today. Uh, fought hard, uh, away games are the toughest of course, but really happy today. Great job getting ball eligible and, uh, go pirates. Let's, let's make these last two count and we'll see what happens all right jeff thank you man there's uh jeff down in louisiana let's go now to mississippi and talk to donna hello donna hey y'all i just want to say thank you guys for being on here per usual and i don't know what i'm more happy about the win today or hearing shirley answer the phone now that she's back but um i just want to say thank you guys and i'm so ecstatic about this this win i've been going to games since i was about six or seven years old my dad and I used to walk from the house to the stadium, and uh, I haven't gone since high school because we just haven't been able to get to a bowl since then, and now it's finally happening. So I'm super thrilled. I'm so proud of us today, and I hope you all have a good one. Thank you. 
Thank you, Donna, for that. Yes, indeed. Shirley Rhodes back in the captain's seat taking all of your calls, and there are a bunch of them rolling in. Let's get to another one. Terry in Wilmington is up next. Hello, Terry. Ain't it a great day to be a pirate? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, that stadium, there, there's a lot of uh, – uh, we, we we shook off a lot of old ghosts there. You remember the Liberty Bowl where we – uh, missed the field goals at the end of the game and then missed them in overtime to lose to Arkansas. Uh, go back 2017, I think right there, maybe the lowest point of this entire last few years, Memphis beat us 70 to 10. <laughs> so let's see, what's the difference in four years? Yeah. Well, I believe we've made a little progress. And uh, I think if people will just... Uh, keep their coaching manuals in their pockets that uh, and let our let our guys do their jobs. And uh, you see what we're bringing in. And I'm telling you, we got a bright future ahead of us. I went out and bought me some uh, sunglasses today. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> you guys have fun. Terry, I just want to let you know, we were talking about you off the air the other day. Cause, uh, well, and on the air, because Tony Collins was here. This is Terry Gallagher, right? Oh, he's gone. That was former Pirate Terry Gallagher. Terry's gone. Uh, he was on the team we were talking about when Tony Collins played. They went to the Independence Bowl. Back then, it was a big deal, Weave, because oh, yeah. there weren't a lot of bowls. There weren't a lot of bowls. And games. they were independent, so they didn't right. have tie-ins right. and all that. You remember when East Carolina yeah. went 8-3 and three and didn't go to a bowl game. Right, yeah. But Tony had a couple touchdowns in that game, and uh, Terry had three catches in that game and wanted to talk to him about it, but he hung up before we could. All right, Al and Rob, hang on. We will get to you right now let's go to al in greenville what's up al hey Cliff. hey billy hey beautiful i mean it's been a long time congratulations to the coaching staff and all the players and pirate nation uh i heard somebody said they were eight years old the last time east carolina <laughs> went to the bowl game i was 72 <laughs> a young 72 yeah. holy god I, I, I said what 8 years old I said my god I said about but I got some good news I had a I had an operation at Duke about 2 weeks ago and uh, I have some friends that said listen if you want to go to the game we'll we'll take you up there and wheel you into the stadium so I'm, I if I feel I feel I feel as good as I do now I'm going to try to go to the game that, that would be awesome. We would love to see you there. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, I, just, I just feel a lot better. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I'm hoping. I'm just hoping my, you know, like I said, I got some friends. And most of them live at the beach. And, they, you know, they're starting to come back. And they're coming back to the games. But uh, I hope after Thanksgiving Day, I hope the stadium is full. It'd be a great day to eat some turkey and then come there. Because I agree with the one caller, I. I, I, I think Cincinnati can be beat in, in Greenville. I, I think if we're up for the game, I think we'll be able to beat them. So good luck. Thank you. That's great. Good to see you guys. Good to hear you guys. And I hope to see you. All right, Al. Always great to hear from you, man. Al had the uh, famous call about Billy Weaver all those years ago and called him a rooster neck. Yeah, yeah. And that has stuck with us. <laughs> all right, let's go to Rob in Washington next. Hey, Rob. Hey guys, uh, almost having a flashback of the UCF game that last minute of the, of the fourth quarter there. But uh, when when Memphis was driving, um, but uh, I will give credit to Blake Harold. He uh, he didn't blitz as much this game. He dropped the guys back in coverage, and um, 
that was kind of the M.O. on this quarterback, that he'll burn you if you blitz him. And, and Memphis has really good athletes at the skill position. So if you blitz and they get it off on you, there's not as many people back there to make the tackle, and they'll make you pay. So that was a good move by, by Blake to uh, kind of drop back in coverage and not do the usual with all the blitzing. But uh, um, Keith Mitchell, I think he's about 17 yards away from 1,000. That's, that's pretty cool. I was hoping he'd get it today. And I also uh, agree with Kyle there. I think Coach pulled a mind trick on them with that timeout. If I was Memphis, I would have went score for score for us in the overtime because our, our red zone possessions were not panning out for touchdowns. And Memphis was, was doing well with touchdowns in the red zone. So I think I think he called for that two-point conversion a little too quick. There. Especially if you get into that third overtime period where it's, it's going for two back and Each forth. Each time, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I like our chances if we get into one of those situations. Yes, right. And I did one negative. I think we need some work at the offensive line. You know, it makes it tough for Raji and, and Keaton, man. They, they sometimes make some stuff happen when there ain't much there in the line. And I think Halton Ehlers, I think he sometimes decides who he wants to throw to before the snap, depending on the play. And I think it all is due to the offensive line. I don't want to pick on those guys, but it'd be nice to get get that rolling a little better. But as far as Cincinnati guys, I they're good. We're not that good yet, but there's going to be a lot of pressure on them to win that last game, and we're going to have a lot of momentum. So I do believe we can catch them at the right time and knock them off. I'm excited. I, I've always thought about going to the airport four or five times, never went. If we can all get together, I think I'm going to go tonight. But uh, have a good night, boys. Good talking to you. All right. Yeah, we Rob, need to text Brian Medor. I know there's a, a text <clears throat> message into him. Medor was at the game, and he can let us know uh, when the, the plane is coming in. But, you know, it, a couple people have touched just a little bit on a couple of the negatives, the offensive line, obviously, the red zone conversions. This is the time. Not You know, for us, it's, it's time to celebrate and have a good time and all that. But for the coaches, this is the perfect time to teach those things. This is the perfect time to kind of harp on those things, the third down conversions, um, you know, the the two interceptions by Holton, uh, and, and to even look at themselves a little bit and say, hey, we got to be better at clock management. I guess the they, the game. they had the defense on their heels and wanted yeah, to go. Yeah, I mean, I understand that. Is that, that. going to be the excuse, I guess, or, or the reason why they went fast? But I don't know. I didn't or like maybe it. Or even, maybe even let the clock run down, because if you let it run down to two or three seconds, you know the defense knows exactly when you're going to snap the ball. Yeah. You had a couple timeouts in your pocket. Call a timeout there. Yeah. That way, you regroup, you go back out there, and they don't know when the snap is coming. Yeah, didn't like the way that was handled, and, and, and it did end up biting the Pirates. It did. They went down the field and scored, and, and they ran a lot of plays to do it. They had a fourth down kind of midfield hell mary oh man that that was that right there when that happened i thought oh no and then that this is not good that third down play where if that guy doesn't get the first down the game's over the clock runs out but they get just enough for the first down yeah are able to spike it but yeah uh, definitely not a mistake-free game for the pirates a ton to clean up uh in this win all right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll have more of your calls, 317-1250. We are back on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. 
All right, uh, number 24, Utah, is leading Arizona with uh, just under 12 minutes to go in the third quarter, 21-17. Ohio State has a seven-point lead over Purdue right now in the first quarter, 14-7. Florida State has scored a touchdown. They lead Miami 7-0 in the first. Georgia has put a touchdown on the board. They lead, or excuse me, they are tied with Tennessee uh, seven apiece in the first quarter. Michigan and Maryland are underway. No score as of yet. And uh, number 20, Iowa, has uh, taken on Minnesota. They are just about done with the first quarter, and uh, that score is three apiece. And that is a look at your Buck scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall, open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night and food trucks during the day during football season and you can follow the buck on facebook and instagram for an updated schedule we'll see you at the buck now let's head back in to you to the u.s cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show here's your host clip brock back with you on the program let me look at our uh, predictions real quick we before the game said let me get this in right quick da buck oh sorry da buck da buck da buck da buck da buck da buck he's uh we've said 30 was a, a key number in this one. I went 33 to 30. Take some credit for that. Chandler, do you remember your score? 31 to 28. Mm-hmm. All wow. All Shirley at 35 28. So we were kind of yeah. all around. We were all, all on it. Good stuff. All right. Uh, Doug, B. Pays. Hang on. Let's go to Mike in Greenville. Hey, Mike. Hey, Clint. What's up? What's up, man? Being the optimistic Mets fan uh, that you know I am, in, in the fourth quarter there when ECU went forward, on, or the, I'm sorry, the second half, where ECU went forward on that fourth down, fourth and 14, or, or whatever it was, including interception, I said, oh, no, here we go again, ECU. And then ECU throws the interception in the end zone. I said, oh, no, here we go again, ECU won the ECU. Then ECU scores with a minute and a half left, giving too much time. Oh, no, here we go again. ECU is going to ECU, but you know what? ECU didn't ECD. ECU has turned the corner. Uh, ECU is getting better. I have already made my reservations in Myrtle Beach. I know that's not where they're guaranteed to go, but that's one of the projections. So hopefully I can see you guys there or see you in a bowl somewhere. Uh, but good to see uh, ECU going in the right direction. And again, ECU not doing ECU things. ECU getting back to the ECU that's we used to know and love, and it's great to see. Mike, good stuff, buddy. Thanks, man. Hey, and speaking of bowl games, I've had a few people that have texted me and said, hey, where are we going bowling? Obviously, Myrtle Beach was the early projection. With uh, games left on the schedule, it's still way too early to kind of project, but I did want to run down the American athletic teams that have bowl slots in different bowls. There's the Fenway Bowl against an ACC team. That would be awesome. Military Bowl, East Carolina's played in that before against an ACC team. You remember we played Maryland uh, in that bowl. And then so Hawaii Bowl. East Carolina's been to the Hawaii Bowl as well. That was in 2007. Remember, they lost to Marshall and actually kind of backed into that bowl game. Uh, There's the Cure Bowl, uh, the Myrtle Beach Bowl, obviously, what we talked about. Cure Bowl is Orlando, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And then the Boca Raton Bowl, the RoofClaim.com, Serve Pro Bowl. I think that's Texas. Yeah, Ticketmaster or Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl, which is where East Carolina played Florida. Uh, the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl, 
against a uh, group of five or either army. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, and then there's the Gasparilla Bowl against an ACC, Pac-12, or SEC team. So there's a lot of potential bowl games and spots. It'd be nice to see East Carolina play an ACC bowl, but I think a lot of people, I think it would be very interesting. And what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks is the Myrtle Beach Bowl, very close in proximity. Um, it's a small bowl as far as attendance-wise. I think you could make it look really good in there, and I think you could sell that bowl out against maybe a Coastal Carolina team, be a Sunbelt team, of course, and probably be Coastal Carolina. I think that'd be a fun bowl to do. Yeah, uh, and if you, if it is Coastal, it would almost be like their home game, but hopefully with the allotments and everything, oh, yeah, it could because, be more of a 50-50 yeah, split. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. All right, uh, let's go next to B. Pays and Raleigh. What's up, Pays? We're playing Carolina Tar Heels in the military bowl. I'm calling it right now. All right. Their sixth game against Wofford. They will have six wins, and then they will lose to NC State. We're playing Carolina in the Military Bowl, and it'll sell out in Annapolis. I'm calling it right now. Write it down. Mark it. When you're at ECU, go for it every time. <laughs> you record that, right? You record it. And you play it back. <laughs> uh, first of all, say uh, congratulations to uh, the team today and you know, every you know, I've been tough on hold, but Ailers he was a damn warrior today. Because his offensive line did not help him out at all today. And he was a warrior. So you gotta give that kid credit uh for playing as uh, as hard as he did and and what can you say about this defense? Listen, you know, I I I uh I text uh Clip a, a picture. I was about a, I'm about a half a bottle of crown reserve in because of that fourth quarter. I had to get right because that fourth quarter was getting me, and I'm on my second seller right now, Cliff. I, I moved up from Michelob Orchard to seller, Cliff. Wow, classy fellow you are. So, yeah, yeah, I've jumped up the, I've jumped up a little bit, but give these guys credit. I'm going bowling, I can't wait. Uh, we're playing with house money the next two weeks. Um, you know, Cincinnati. There's going to be a lot of pressure on Cincinnati and Greenville in that last game. We got to get through Navy first, but there's going to be a lot of pressure. And, uh, well, uh, look, we're kind of in a – and I don't usually like this term, but now that we're bowl eligible, we're, we're kind of in a house money situation. Yeah, you're right? in the catbird like, seat right now, yeah. man. I mean, all no your – No pressure on us at all. There's not any pressure at all. Uh, but the the pressure is is that you don't want to go into any bowl game on a two-game losing streak. So there's that pressure. No, you don't. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. You, you don't. And, you know, we've got, a couple, we've got an opportunity here, like I said now, I know the Myrtle Beach Bowl, it's not the AAC year. I know they do some swapping, so that's a possibility. Um, so we'll, we'll see that, and uh, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I would I would love the military, Myrtle Beach Bowl. The Fenway Bowl would be crazy to go to Boston to play and then Fenway Park. But uh, And, uh, Weaver, I want to say congratulations on your engagement. I forgot to tell you that one. No, thank you, sir. Unless you, outkicked the, your coverage, you outkicked your coverage again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, as as a former punter, I can uh, I can definitely appreciate that that terminology. I absolutely outkicked the coverage, and in less than a month, I'll be married. So uh, December eleventh is the wedding day. It's going to be fun. You you outkicked your coverage and you lowered the head. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, that's 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 after the wedding. That's after the wedding. <laughs> oh, dear. Congratulations, y'all. Be good. All right. Good line there, uh, I am told the uh, team will arrive at the airport in Greenville around 8 o'clock. So That's awesome. Around 8 o'clock if folks want to check out the Pirates on their way back. All right, uh, let's go next to Doug in Greenville. Hello, Doug. Doug. 
All right, we go now to touchdown. Is this touchdown, Tony Collins? Touchdown, Tony Collins. What's up, Tony? I just want to know what I, what do I get for for my for my prediction? Well, since Troy has uh, dropped the ball on putting mayonnaise on you, I say that that <laughs> that prediction's done and over with. Now we don't have to worry about that anymore. So you get that at least. So I'm good. I'm good on my prediction, then, right? Yeah, yeah. You are square. Tony had the guarantee over Memphis. Good stuff, buddy. It was good. it was a great game to watch, man. Hey, what what y'all think about the call uh, that that Memphis did at the end? The the call to, to actually go for it on two, the go for the two point conversion. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been smarter to kick the extra point and to keep trying to trade off, but the way their shaky kicker yeah, is. Yeah, had had their kicker not missed an extra point, and you remember, the kicker that missed the extra point wasn't the one that was in, I don't believe. The one that came in had the terrible extra point that barely made it, if you remember, kind of just gotten over the crossbar. So they were having kicking problems, and I think it, it, you you kind of know your kickers. you know, And kickers are head cases, man. I, I'm a former kicker, so I know. Kickers are head cases. But but he just got you kicking a, a field goal to, to tie the game up. Yeah, I know, but you got you got to – like I just said. Hey, kickers, well, they sent him out there to kick the extra point. I know, right, but then then he got froze. Tony, call into the Memphis postgame show and complain to them about it. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm so glad the coach made that crazy call. <laughs> you know what? You know what, though? How, how different would things be? Because we've talked about this time and time again before, that sometimes you're a genius and sometimes – people are going to call you an idiot now had memphis converted on that two-point play and won that ball game on a two-point conversion how different would this call-in show be right now and we're talking about how our coach made the mistake right. of scoring too early and not running clock at the end of the game so anyway uh, but you, you as, as a coach man you just can't make that call man i i, I I'm, I'm 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 very happy that he made it but I, you just can't make that call like that that's the kind of call you get fired on Tony, what'd you have? Memphis minus five and a half? Are you eight? <laughs> Tony knows that good teams win, but great teams cover. That's right. Pirates did both today. Good stuff, Tony. Man, that is so funny. Great win for the Pirates, man. Great win. All right, buddy. There's a touchdown. Tony Collins hitting the guarantee, and we're just going to erase the books. Uh, by the way, we'll take a break, but uh, Billy, the last two callers you said, I, as a former punter, and then you said as a former kicker. Well, I just I mean, put, anything else we should know. No, no, no. I, I just put punters and kickers all. To me, kickers are kickers. Well, what are you? I was a punter. So were you a kicker? Uh, I, I have. Have I've, you ever attempted a kick? I have. I kicked one. Right. I kicked one extra point in a game one time. We can do one the, extra point. But I was a holder. I was a punter and a holder on extra points. We can do the whole operation because Chandler's a long snapper. Because I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, we need, you, hey, man. we need to do that. Yeah. We need to do a video out in the parking lot or something. Now, I haven't kicked a football in years. And I haven't snapped a football in years. Yeah, but I mean, I bet if we kind of worked out for like a week or so and got the, uh, you know, I don't want to pull anything. I'm not I, working out a week to well, you snap know, a football. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, you know I need I to mean. work out anyway. Just, just so get the muscles moving. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I got you. I got you. I think I, we should do that. I think we should do and that. just bust a window in UBE. Okay. I, I'm just like honored to be surrounded by all these former great athletes here. Hey, man. It's a blessing, right? here she can you remember when i played football oh yeah yeah i used to kick footballs in the backyard over the pool all the time do you remember that he was terrible wasn't he used to kick them into a big oak a big huge oak tree over the uh the the pool all right 317 1250 we have open lines we are celebrating a pirate 
victory and bowl berth today. Clip, before we go to break, there was one stat to consider. Stat to consider. Coming into this game, Memphis was a perfect 17-0 in the month of November. In their last 17 games. In their last 17 games, and they are now 17-1. and one. One. There you go. Cigars are being smoked in the locker room as we speak. Almost every single player has a cigar. Mike Houston is doing TikTok dances. Nice. And you know what that means. The Pirates are going bowling. 317-1250. More of your calls. We're back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, back with you. 317-1250. The Pirate fans have a full day to celebrate this one. Uh, the noon kickoff uh, came on a great day. Uh, it's going to be a lot of celebrating tonight throughout Pirate Nation. Clip Brock, Billy Weaver here, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. You are tuned in to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show. We've had some dark days on this program. It is great to celebrate today as the Pirates are going back to a bowl game. Uh, We have some open lines if you want to jump in. 317-1250. We got a lot of options on the Brown and Wood drive of the game. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I got one. It's going to be the last one. Uh, Because that was a long one. Pirates went on an 18-play drive, I want to say, but it ended in a field goal. Well, the, the first drive of the game when they answered... Is, right. is the one After I thought was a, good, uh, just because, yeah. and and you know why Let's they were three for three on third downs on that first drive, and that kind of right. set the tone for the first half. That's what I was thinking originally, but I mean, there's we could go either way on that. Yeah, one. either that no, that answer was huge because that it can get away from you when you have Early, a turnover. When you have a, absolutely that a short field turnover. You're at you're on the road that could have gotten ugly. The Pirates answered with a long drive, it was like 75 yards. Um, and it ended in a touchdown to tie the thing up, kind of set the tone. And like I said, the three for three on third downs was the thing that stood out to me because they set the tone early for third downs and played well on third down the entire game. That they did. And the defense played well again on third on downs third down, for, yeah. for the most yeah. part tonight as uh, they are one of the best in the country at that. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm told the team will be arriving around 8 o'clock. So uh, if you're interested in greeting the team at the, uh, the Pitt Greenville Airport, you can do so. Uh, ben in Halifax is up next. Hello, Ben. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's happening? Hey, nothing to complain about. I just want to say go Pirates. You know, it was a great win on the road. But uh, one thing I'd like to say. Woo! Go Pirates! <laughs> go Pirates. All right. There you go. Thank you, Ben. Enough said. <laughs> That's a nice scream there. That was good. Guttural. Very, uh, very good. All right, uh, open lines, 317-1250. Billy, uh, man, you know, be honest with me. At what point did you ever give up hope on that one? Um, I didn't give up hope, but like one of the callers said, the ECU is going to ECU. <laughs> yeah. I, I had those feelings. Who, uh, Mike the Mets fan, Yeah, 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 that's right, so right, right, you, because you can I, I can relate. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did have those feelings like, oh, man. The, I think the biggest, well— there was a, a few moments, like he said, there was a few moments. The scoring too early, right then, when I, because remember, I said something, I don't remember, it was a minute 27, I think, left on the clock. And I said, man, Memphis has got three timeouts. That's a lot of time and a lot of timeouts to get down and at least tie the game up and send this thing into overtime. That was the first 
ugh. The second one um, was the big run in that one, to a big gain on a run. That was like, oh, that's too early. Early in the drive, the long run by Memphis. Then the, the what, third down or fourth down and 13 or whatever that they picked up. Yeah. The Hail Mary kind of play and now, even before all that the <sighs> the Ailers interception in the end zone yeah, felt yeah, like a backbreaker yeah, yeah. you just had teams that get that many trips to the red zone right, and right. don't cash in with touchdowns don't win games like no this, the, this is a, an anomaly the I mean. third daffer short field goal that you're like all right all right guys you you know the next you got it you got to score on these and not just score field goals you, you got to put the ball in the end zone so yeah there were there were many uh the first half was comfortable i think you know, after that first touchdown, for the rest of the first half, I felt pretty good. Second half, mm, there was a lot of touch and go there. A lot of a lot of yards for holding Aylers today, but no touchdowns, two interceptions. Well, he did have uh, a rushing touchdown. So one early and then uh, one in the second half. He had 46 yards and a rushing touchdown. little mini uh, three-game win streak here, Weave, and a lot of that – has uh, come with Ehlers running the football. We yeah. didn't see it a lot before this three-game winning streak. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, um, on that, that's kind of why that f- first drive for them was kind of my drive of the game, too, because I think he had, if I'm not mistaken, two or three designed runs during that drive as well. Uh, I know he had four designed runs in the first two drives of the game. So I know Holton, uh, it, it was nice to see him have some designed runs where he was getting out and making things happen. Every dog has his day. I call for a big Tyler Sneed day uh, on the pregame, and he delivered 13 catches, 113 yards for Tyler Sneed on this day. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, 81 yards, now 17 short of 1,000 for the season. Rajay Harris added 69. They scored touchdowns, as did Aylers on the ground. Uh, There's a quick look at the UBE stat sheet. We'll dive into that more, but right now we'll go to Scott in Maryland. Hello, Scott. Hey, Clip. What's going on? What's up? Uh, good win today down there for the Pirates, and they played tough. They hung in there. Glad to see finally for- good fortunes working out for them. Uh, so I'm glad to be seeing them in Annapolis next week. I'll be at that game since it's only like 50 miles from my house, so I'll be there to like that. So just wanted to say congratulations and uh, go Pirates. Does this uh, this is the uh, the Scott in Maryland that chimes in on Facebook from time to time? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Our Maryland Scott. Well, good to talk with you, man. Appreciate you calling in. Uh, so yeah, the Pirates will be going to your neck of the woods next week. That's good. Yep. And uh, right now I'm watching watching my turps trying to take on Sparty, and it's, and it's not right now. It's not looking good. <laughs> no well, surprise. At least you got a pirate win, so that's good. Yep. All right, Scott. Well, thank you, man. And I know there were some Pirate fans at uh, Liberty Bowl Stadium because that's always, you know, going to Memphis, they don't usually draw really well. You could see that on the TV. You know, as, as good as Memphis has been from time to time, they still, Liberty Bowl Stadium's never full. They were 30-3 and three in their last 33 games right. at home. And they don't fill that stadium. And, and I guess that's due to the other team traveling and them feeling comfortable more so than a rowdy atmosphere. Yeah, at yeah. Liberty Bowl. Uh, but my, my point was is that although that's not a great atmosphere to go watch a game that's a good destination because a lot of pirate fans like to go to memphis going down on beale street there's some really cool restaurants down there and so so memphis is a good destination but if you want a great atmosphere go to navy 
Annapolis. If you've never been to a game uh, at the Naval Academy, man, it is special. Any of the service academies, they all do it upright. I've been to Army and Navy. Those places are just amazing places to watch college football. Uh, that you know, it's not the city atmosphere as a Memphis or you know when you go down to Tulane and go into New Orleans and stuff. Those are destinations. Or if you go to Central Florida, you're going into Orlando and places like that. But Annapolis is really cool because the pageantry of college football is in full effect. So if you can get yourself to Annapolis, Maryland next week to cheer on the Pirates, I highly suggest it. 317-1250, we will roll on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. We'll have more of your calls. We have open lines if you want to jump in and celebrate the Pirate victory. We're back with more after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, with uh, just under three minutes left to go in the third quarter, Utah leads uh, Arizona 31-20. Tennessee leads Georgia 10-7 in the second quarter. It is Ohio State. Cruising over Purdue, 28-7 is that score in the second quarter. Number 20, Iowa leads Minnesota, 10-3 in the second. And 23rd ranked UTSA is trailing Southern Miss, 7-3 in the second quarter. Number 7, Maryland, uh, excuse me, number 7, Michigan State leads Maryland, 13-0 in the first quarter. And that is a look at your Buck scoreboard, brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall. as your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates. They're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And during football season, they have food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for an updated schedule. And we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back into the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All righty, back with you here on the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show. I, I was told that ECU planned to get back to Greenville around 8 o'clock. I've uh, been seeing a lot of flight plans being tweeted and texted to me hmm. um, that there are a couple of planes coming from Memphis, one landing at uh, 6.17 p.m. Eastern and one at 7.11 p.m. Eastern. So I'm assuming that uh, at 7.11 uh, might be the one with the team there. So if you want to get over there, I would suggest doing it earlier than, yeah. uh, than, than that 8 o'clock time. Um, if we have updated info on that, we will pass it along here on the fifth quarter. Uh, we got some Mike Houston post-game locker room video. We'll get to that after we get to the calls. Uh, let's first uh, hang on, Jim. We'll go to Brett in Greenville on the Fixed NC Live line. Hello, Brett. Hey, guys. What's up? I was just, uh, just calling to thank you for all the hard work you guys do through the season. I know sometimes this can't be easy, but um, we really do appreciate it. So. Appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah, and one other thing. The basketball team, the first 30 minutes of that game that, that last night, I mean, it looked like a totally different team from the first game. So um, let's, let's talk Pirate Hoops. I like it, Brett. I know. I, I just told Chandler, I said, now I'm definitely going. I was kind of on the fence, uh, NFL, my day off, I'm on a chill. I, was on, I said, after that Pirate football win, I'm definitely going to see the basketball team tomorrow in Menji's. Yeah, if, if if you have a chance, definitely come watch the guys play there. Um, hopefully, keep that upward track. Yes, sir. Um, just uh, just 
big picture wise, it's going to be nice to have an off season where we're not trying to figure out how to win six games. And um, now we can kind of, hopefully the program will set their sights higher than that, eight or nine, maybe win a conference championship. Um, and so it's, it's good to have that this off season. And um, one thing too, that the game last year against Cincinnati, you know, when they ran that fake punt, um, to me, it was just a, I mean, I'm sure we'll get to it that week, but it, to me, it's just a total sign of disrespect. Um, cause we play Cincinnati every year, and them running that play was basically saying that they're they're better than we are. So, um, so hopefully, in two weeks, we get a chance to smack them in the mouth and see what happens. But um, and what I've, this offensive line, it's the first time in years where we feel comfortable running the ball. Um, I know. They kind of struggled a little bit today with pass protection, but um, um, how many yards did you run, end up running the game haven't run in today? Uh, we had, well, Keaton Mitchell had 81, Harris had 69, Ehlers 46. So some good numbers there on the ground for Total the Pirates was 189. today. Yeah, I was 189. Say 189. Okay. Okay. So it's like for third week in a row, almost 200 or over 200. So, but, um, Definitely love the improvement of the program, and um, go Pirates. All right, Brett. Thank you for the call, man. All right, and I got a text uh, from Brian Medor, who is with the team, and he's he's saying 8 o'clock, so okay. all right. I, I think we're going to go with that. But, yeah, like Clip said, it's, it's if you're going to go out there, it's better to go out there a little early uh than to wait you know close to eight o'clock so because you never know you know i've been on those planes before sometimes you know with charter planes sometimes they're early sometimes they're a little later you just never know all right let's go next to kinston and talk to jim hello jim well, how y'all doing by school say man thanks i'm so pumped up by school baseball game i cannot wait to go thank y'all for everything y'all do y'all have a good one all right <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Three one seven twelve fifty. Rondo is up in Winterville. Hmm. Hello, Rondo. Hey, long time uh, listener, first time caller. Your voice sounds familiar, Rondo. I can't quite place it. Hmm. Does it? Yeah. You sound like you, in a past life you were like some kind of boring. Uh, like sports writer, perhaps, or I don't know. What were you? Boring sports writer. Wow. <laughs> Ronnie Woodward, I believe that is joining us. What's up, pops? You uh, you were solo with the kid today, right? Rondo Woodward. Yeah, yeah. We did good. We did good. We made it through the night last night, and made it through today. Mom is back home. Oh, good. As well on the home front, and uh, yeah was waiting for the ball eligibility to call in but, uh, yeah, pretty cool pretty cool day and, yeah and uh went to the game last week at home that was a lot of fun got to watch this one today so uh i'm sure it's been talked about super cool moment with mike houston and holton aylers just catching that on tv i feel like holton honestly as much as anybody has had to talk about the we're going to go to a bowl game line maybe more than anybody so happy for him and happy for them and I, I don't know I'm just kind of catching on now I'm in the car but um, I was I had a thought today of uh, especially from covering the team obviously and having some insight as cool as it would have been for them to get the six wins at home honestly I think it was fitting that it was on the road um, and I've been saying it for a few years like to really rack up some wins they had to win road games and they had to win league games so 
you went at Marshall was the turning point. I mean, obviously I was there. I was on the field in the fourth quarter. That Marshall game is what turned it really, you know, on its head the whole season. And then you win at Memphis. I think that's fitting. That They're winning some road games and they're winning conference games. And that's how you can turn three wins into six wins or seven wins. Um, I've been saying it for a few years. That's what you have to do. And, yeah, so I think that's a cool aspect. I don't know if it's been talked about, but winning on the road and and going and earning it that way today I think was huge. Um, and they just keep, you know, building on these building blocks. So props to the team. Um, yeah, just want to call in and say pretty cool moment for them, knowing obviously some coaches and some players. Um, they went out and earned this one on the road, and uh, they deserve credit for – for this accomplishment so yeah ronnie uh i still i got my stack of papers my do not throw away stack of papers and in that is uh your over unders for the football team and after the regular season wraps up let's try to get you on at least on the phone for a few minutes and do a recap segment on that yeah a little celebrity uh (laughs) recap i think we could probably handle that all right good deal we because uh we have not had you on since you left the reflector, so it's good to hear your voice again, buddy. I know, I know. Miss you guys. Hey, hey, Ronnie, I, I agree with you too on the Marshall thing. We actually talked about that after that Marshall uh, win on the radio, and I remember uh, somebody had said, or we might all kind of agreed that that could have been at the time we were saying this is the kind of win that can kind of turn around a season. And lo and behold, that's the way it's turned out, is that that was kind of the turning point for East Carolina football this year was to be able to come back in the way they did it and do it on the road against a league opponent. And then, like you said, to be able to follow that up, they played well against Houston on the road, didn't get the victory. Uh, but then to turn around and go to Memphis and win there, you know, they were they were close a couple of other times on the road. But to be able to get those road wins in conference is pretty huge. Yeah, same thing with UCF. I mean, I think UCF's the one that really they they had one and let that one slip away more than any other game. So, again, that's the right scenario. You go play well on the road in this league, that's how you become a winning team. And I think that's been really the, the difference in the kicker in this schedule is games like today, that Marshall game. And, again, like you said, playing well at UCF, even not in a win, uh, that's how you gain respect, and that's how you you know end up being a winning team. So uh, to me, I think that's the difference. That's why again, I think it's cool they did it on the road in a weird way. There wasn't home fans and stuff there, but I think it showed a lot for the program. Yeah, because as you know, Jeff, it's a tough league. <laughs> that <it> is. <laughs> Ronnie, good Ronnie, to hear did, from you, man. Did you get that one, Ronnie? Ronnie's a Cy Seymour fan. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Good one. We'll see you. There's uh, Rhonda, Ronnie Woodward, uh, joining us. Let's go next to Shane in Concord, North Carolina. Hey, Shane. Hey, how are y'all doing? Fantastic. Good. <laughs> man, look, I don't need anything. I'm a longtime listener. Don't ever call in, but just call in to say hey to everybody. Um, that's basically it. Hello. Hey. Shane says hello, Pirate Nation. Yeah, that's right. That's, that is all I need. I'm. You know, I'm ecstatic that we uh, that we're going bowling in the first time. So, all right, you know, quite some time. So, don't anything. Just calling to say hey and keep up the good work. Maybe uh, first time in a long time. Um, the Pirates and uh, excuse me, not the Skins anymore. The Washington Football Team no, okay. will get a win on the uh, 
maybe the same weekend. Doubt it this weekend, but <laughs> yeah, that's a that's an uphill battle to say. Yeah, the least. everything's going good. No need to bring them into the conversation. <laughs> oh, Georgia just got a pick. All right, Shane. Thank you, man. Thank y'all. Be good. All, All right, right, you too. Now there is Shane calling in. We got an interception in Tennessee and Georgia tied at ten, but a bad throw there. And the Bulldogs doing what they do, and that's play the best defense in the country. Yeah, dog's going to dog. They will have the ball in Tennessee territory. Uh, i tell you what, let's take a break. When we return, we're going to hear the post-game video. Unfortunately, not the whole shebang. Whatever ECU post that they want us to see will show, but it's good. It's Mike Houston with a lot of emotion pouring out. We will hear that when we return on the U.S. Sailor 5th Quarter Call-In Show and take your calls. Back with you after this. You're listening to the Bud Light Pregame Tailgate, powered by Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates, and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All righty, 317-1250 is the number to call if you want to jump in and talk about East Carolina's thrilling 30-29 victory in overtime today against the Memphis Tigers. Pirates getting their sixth win on the year. And uh, in just a moment, we'll hear the post-game locker room video. But while we have calls, we're going to take them. So uh, let's get to Glenn and Kinston next. Hello, Glenn. Hello, Cliff. How are you? I watched the game by myself today, all by myself. Nobody here. I just need a confirmation. I read the message boards. I watched the TV. I've listened to interviews. Did we really win our sixth game today? You know, sometimes you see things and you don't know if uh, you can trust your brain, trust your eyeballs, but I'm going to confirm it for you, Glenn. We got it. We got number six. Weaver, tell me it happened. Weaver. Uh, He needs another source. Ow, ow. Sorry, I had to pinch myself. Yeah, it's real. It's real. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty awesome. Uh, I won't never forget, I was at the JMU game. Uh, Mike Houston rung his team in. I looked over there and I saw... Probably one of my favorite assistant coaches, Coach Shankweiler, uh, Donnie Kay, a bunch of guys that have coached here and loved this school. And you know what they did to our team that night. It was a shellacking. And I told my buddy I was sitting with at the stadium, I says, we just need to pick that coaching staff up, hire them all, put them on our sideline. And that's what we've done. And, uh, I felt like flying a few kites the last couple of years. I'm not going to lie. I was told to go fly some. Sometimes I think I was going to have to go fly some kites. But the same feeling I had that night when I watched Mike Houston's team come in and just play football the way football is supposed to be played, uh, I wasn't convinced we could have a really good defense here. Definitely wasn't convinced it could happen this quick. We're still the youngest, one of the youngest teams in the conference and in the country. There's not seniors and juniors on that defense. Am I right? Uh, yeah, for the most part, you are right. Yeah, it's it's a very young defense. Very young. We stopped the run. We played a pass. I hadn't seen that in a long time. It, it's, it's crazy. And the biggest thing we had to work on when Mike Houston got here was our O-line numbers. 
That was a couple of years where they had two O linemen recruited. He's got numbers on the O line now. He's got them stacked two and three deep. He's got guys stacked on the defensive line. I have not seen that in years since Holtz was here. He's got big numbers on both lines now, a bunch of young guys. <clears throat> it's just amazing to see the turnaround. And uh, I got I got a message for Troy D. No more pumping brakes, brother. It's excitement time. All gas, no brakes, go Pirates. Arrgh! big finish from glenn great call and uh love the point he brought up mike houston's team came to greenville he was wearing the uh, other purple and bully balled east carolina and now billy we're doing that to teams we're running the football on teams we're playing good defense yeah and playing aggressive defense that's the one thing i like you know when he kind of ended the the call there saying you know keep your foot on the gas and i think that that's what east carolina's defense continues to do um today not as much blitzing as we've seen but i mean when you when you don't blitz as much in a game you know you're blake harrell and you don't blitz as much you're still blitzing more than other teams if that makes sense when you kind of take your foot off the gas in the blitzing mode you're still blitzing more than probably 60 percent of the plays uh, i like aggressive defense and it's it's been it's really done wonders for this ecu uh, football team let's go next to wendell and talk to joe hello joe what's going on guys just want to call and check in uh actually calling uh, in, in Tennessee right now, I was uh, screaming my head off in a campground, uh, not in Memphis, long ways away, but a uh, lot to unpack, a lot to be proud of today for sure. Um, I will say seven minutes off the clock, I believe it was 16 plays. Uh, look, I can't even tell you the last time we did that. Um, you know, control the ball, uh, control the clock, and, and run that ball, baby. We've um, we've we've been right in games on the road. I can't tell you the last time uh, we've done that three times in a row, let alone win a big conference game on the road. But uh, like a wise man once told me, uh, it's like Novocaine, baby. You keep jabbing it in, jabbing it in, jabbing it in. It's a painful process, but eventually it kicks in. And today it kicked in, boys. What a big win, man. So exciting. All right, love the analogy there too, Joe. Good call. Uh, it is kicked in, baby. Yep, yep. We're feeling no pain right now. <laughs> All right, let's go next to Brooks in Wake Forest. What's up, Brooksy? What's up, Clipper? I know you guys are doing good. Uh, you know, I was really proud to watch this game today. And you know, Clip, I know you've watched some games with me in the past before. You know, at sports trivia things like that. I did a lot of moving around the house today. Uh, every time when I thought something was going to go against the Pirates, I had to change a room and bring the computer with me and try to put it up on an iPad, all that kind of stuff. So I guess it worked out there in the end. I don't know if I have anything new to say for how long you guys have been going this afternoon over a great victory. One thing I think I want to mention is uh, John Young only having to punt one time. Now, granted, we did turn the ball over twice, but when you only punt one time, that's normally a good sign, and that's a – I believe the second time this year that John Young has only had to kick it once to the other team. And a uh, good job, I thought, by the special teams today. Tyler Sneed, heads up awareness, being the return man, sawing it, bouncing to the goal line inside to pick it up on a squib hop and go out and make something out of nothing and put the ball back around the 25-yard line. But I uh, just wanted to say congratulations to everybody who's been enduring some pain over these last couple of years. The promised land is in sight. And, uh, 
Hopefully, we get a bowl game that's worth traveling to. Hopefully, I'll be there in case, unless it's Hawaii. I don't think Hawaii is in the budget. But uh, looking forward to going to a bowl game after seven years of sitting at home through December, watching all my friends and all their ACC schools go on parade. But uh, just want to say congratulations to everybody. Hope you guys are doing good. And uh, go Pirates. Brooks, good to hear from you, buddy. Uh, former Pirate Radio intern and our resident Kaniac, Brooks Hill, on the call there we were uh for fans that have waited so long myrtle beach would be good you know and and i don't know what everybody thinks is good as far as travel goes but obviously you know uh, florida okay that's not bad annapolis would be an easy trip so i'm sure fans want to go for the team it doesn't matter hawaii would be a nice trip for them oh yeah that would hawaii, not be great for the fans hawaii was an amazing uh, amazing trip but for the for the players and especially for a guy like holt nailers who has always said from day one that yeah. when he came in here he said he wants to be part of making east carolina football great again and you know he has been here what this is fourth year uh, and has not been able to go to a bowl game, losing seasons. This is a huge reward for not only Holton, but all those other uh, upperclassmen on the team that have never been to a bowl game uh, that can go. So it, for the team, I mean, obviously Hawaii would be awesome. They don't care where they go. Yeah. You know, Fenway would be neat because of the atmosphere and because of Fenway Park. Weather, uh I don't know about that for a yeah, bowl game. That's yeah. not that's not very fan friendly in my eyes. You know, you think Florida when you think of bowl games, or yeah. you think of Texas, or you know Hawaii and California and places like that. But uh, any bowl game right now is is absolutely fine. All right, uh, okay. I promise. After this break, we'll hear the video because uh, if we have calls, uh, that's priority number one. Want to get to the calls? We don't have any lined up right now. If you want to jump in, you can three one seven twelve fifty. But when we return, we will hear the post-game locker room celebration and get to more of your calls on the U.S. Sailor 5th Quarter Call-In Show after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Post-Game Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, back with you on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Pirates a winner today in overtime, 30-29, to 29, giving them six wins on the year and making them bowl eligible in 2021. We are taking your calls, 317-1250, and we got one up right now. Leonard is up in Greenville. Hey, Leonard. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. Uh... Again, thank you all for what you do. I haven't called in a while. Uh, Leonard, you used to call every show, and you would tend to call towards the end of the show and kind of wrap everything up in a nice, tight box and bow, if I recall. Am I right about that? Yeah, I did. And um, I don't know. It's just haven't felt much like calling in. I'm trying, I'm trying to be the optimist. And, you know, prior to this year, there hasn't been a lot to be optimistic about. But today... It wasn't pretty, but uh, we pulled it out, um, which was just fantastic because we've had a couple of really close losses on the road against Houston and UCF. And with Memphis being as um, good as they are at home, it's nice to win this. Uh, I don't know if Houston meant to do this, but maybe he iced Memphis's coach and baited him into trying the two-pointer to get to get the game over with um because i don't know if it would have gotten to the two point tries 
like in the third level of overtime with the way they had been stopping us down there. Uh, that would have kind of worried me. I was kind of worried going into overtime. Um, also, when we had that last drive in regulation, um, I was like, there's probably a little bit too much time. We usually have that, you know, seven or eight minute drive that we can run the ball and, you know, keep churning it out and, you know, taking all three downs or all four downs to get first downs and just use the clock. And I think that's what they were trying to do. But we, I think at the end, he chose the Memphis coach actually chose not to use his timeouts, which was probably good. And then I don't know if they let us score on that play to give give us or give them more time to get down the field, but um, it was just good we were get, able to get that in the end zone. I felt like our defense had a good chance to stop them, but they kind of um, just kept making first downs and uh, got down there close enough to give their kicker a chance to uh, put it through. But, man, it, it just feels good to get a win like this. I know, as you all saw, like, Mike Houston was very emotional as Holton was. I think all the players are just like, man, we just, it's like they got that monkey off their back. Like we've had some big wins this year, but you know, winning on the road against a traditionally good team that has been good. I mean, their freshman quarterback, man, he played really well today. I think he did not make a lot of bad decisions except for that one that he threw to Jaquan. Um, don't know when people are going to stop doing that, but hey, we'll take it. So, definitely a good day. Uh, glad we are bowl eligible and didn't have to wait till next week. I was worried about that. Uh, always worried about Navy with our history with them, but um, I think Blake Carroll definitely has a good plan um, and can get the defense to hopefully stop them and uh, get us another win before the big one with Cincinnati, and hopefully we can go in there and you know have a chance to break some uh, Cincinnati hearts. Uh, but again, thanks guys for doing what you do. I appreciate the show. I'm glad people are, you know, being more optimistic about the team, realizing it's not just about local politics, that we've got a good quarterback. We've got a great defense. We've got a lot of good pieces here. Sometimes it's just a game of inches and luckily it came out in our favor today. Um, and keep rolling pirates. Let's go beat Navy. Leonard. Good to hear from you, man. Thanks for calling in. There's uh that's a throwback. Wrap it up, Leonard. He's always call late in the show and just like summarize everything yeah. in one call. Yeah, you gotta have somebody that's a closer, man. And he still got it. We <laughs> brought in the closer. Uh Jackson is up next in Virginia. Hello, Jackson. Hello. I am eight years old and I have been um going to um ECU football games since I've since I've been five months old with my poppy. And um, and he's no longer with us, but we he has his own brick in front of the um statue, and and, and he loves coming here to your to ECU's games, and um and we're really I'm really glad that um they're winning and that they're going to a bowl game from a long time. Jackson, that that is awesome, my friend. That is that is really cool. And my daughter has been going to ECU football games since she was about that old as well. Uh, I think her first football game was before she was a year old. So that's awesome. You'll be loving ECU football for a long time. And glad you did. You get to see the game today on TV? No, no. But you you know that they won and you know they're playing good, right? Yes. That is awesome. 
Thanks, Jackson. Anything else? Um, we're going rolling go pirates. <laughs> All right. All right, Jackson. There you go. That's great. Jackson uh, up in Virginia uh, calling after the pirate victory today. All right, let's uh, let's hear the celebration, Shirley, if you can uh, pull that up. Uh, Mike Houston after the game. Again, this is just a uh, a brief video that they posted on social media, but we've been getting the flavor of these all year long. Uh, Harold Varner III has been fe- featured in a few, uh, and now the team celebrates in Memphis after the win, and Shirley, he's got it ready to go. Let's hear it. That is a gutsy, gutsy, gritty team family freaking by God performance here. Yes, Great win. Hey, we've had some painful losses, some close losses this year, but this right here makes up for all of it. But I'll tell you, all the all those learning experiences, those experiences, that's what got you through today. And you made big plays when you had to. Hey, and guess what? Guess what number that is? This means we're officially bowl eligible. Man, I love a crowd pop, whether it be a sporting event, wrestling uh, entrance, but the crowd pop after he said six in that oh, yeah, locker room yeah. the uh the player pop was awesome that was uh chills inducing there yeah because to think that the players um didn't feel the intensity the pressure the kind of sense of urgency to get that sixth win and to get it early and get it over with anybody that thought that they weren't thinking that uh, was fooling themselves no matter what the coaches and players said it was definitely in the back of their minds and uh it was so nice to see them get that sixth win today i'm excited for monday to talk to these guys inside the players lounge especially the guys that have been around here so long bruce bivens has put in Mm -hmm. a lot of blood sweat tears uh happy for him uh and of course holt nailers as well we'll talk to all the pirate players coming up uh that are part of our pirate radio team coming up monday on pirate radio live uh you want to get in another one before we take a break let's go to uh, tiggy in washington hello yes sir hey look hey pack your bag pack your booze we're going bowling. God bless. God bless. All right, there you go. Short and sweet. Tiggy. Gotta love it. Thank you, Tiggy. Tiggy's going to pack his bags, pack his uh, pirate Bears. beverages, yeah. and head on to a bowl game. God bless. We will take our final time out. Last call for your calls. If you want to jump in, you can right now. 317-1250. By the way, quick look at our Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Good one in Knoxville. Georgia 17, Tennessee 10. We will uh, wrap it up and get to your calls when we return after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, let's take one final look at the scoreboard for today. Uh, Number 24, Utah, is uh, leading Arizona 31-29. 
with about uh, two minutes, uh, just a little over two minutes left to go in the game. UTSA and Southern Miss has gone into the locker room at halftime, tied at 10 apiece. Number 19, Purdue, trailing Ohio State 42-17 to with uh, two and a half minutes left to go in the first half. Florida State has jumped out to a 20-7 to lead over Miami at halftime. It is Georgia leading Tennessee 17-10 to with about 40 seconds to go in the first half. At number seven, Michigan State leads Maryland at 20-7 in the second quarter. That is a look at your Buck scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall as your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in eastern North Carolina. The Buccaneer Music Hall is open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night, and now during football season, they have food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for an updated schedule, and we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back into the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, let's get to our Brown and Wood Drive of the Game update. Touchdown, Georgia. Long pass play as uh, they now go up 23-10 to 10 over Tennessee. Brown and Wood Drive of the Game brought to you by Brown and Wood, serving the Pirate Nation in eastern North Carolina for over 80 years. Brown and Wood has four brands, three generations, and two showrooms. Also, one goal and one weaver. Yes, sir. And that is that you leave a happy customer every time. Brown and Wood on Greenville Boulevard and online at brownandwoodauto.com. A lot of nominations uh, today, Billy. I I thought right out of the gate, well, we'll just go with the last drive. You brought up a good point. That answer drive in the first quarter is certainly a candidate. So we'll, we'll have co-drives of the game today. Yeah, I liked it. That you kind of bookend uh, the yeah. game with the drives and big drives because it was 12, uh, let's see, on that first drive uh, to make it 7-7. Seven, seven was 12 plays, 75 yards, 513 off the clock. And like I had mentioned earlier, they were three for three on third downs. But then the one to to kind of really uh, extend and 16 plays, 75 yards, 657 off the clock. Uh, And that was uh, late in the, what was that, third quarter. Into, into the fourth quarter, I'm yeah, saying, yeah. Uh, 23-20. So that was big. But w- you know what? Looking at the drives, it was really cool to see 12-play drive. Then you see a 9-play drive, 19-play drive, 8 minutes. That ended uh, in a field goal, 13-play drive, another 13-play drive, 11 plays. And that was after uh, after that 11-play drive. That was the uh, the only punt of the game for East Carolina. And then 16 plays. And that's why and East an 11-play drive where they punted? Yeah. Yeah. Like even yeah. our yeah. punts are going so and we've uh been critical of ecu and we said hey great if you have the big play to keaton mitchell to right, cj right. whoever but we've been critical not a lot of long uh sustained drives. drives today you had a season's worth almost well and there's a, so that's the reason why you uh have dominated the time of possession clock 41 minutes to 17 minutes something like that it was crazy the difference in there i mean that is just that's that's almost unheard of uh and, and almost unheard of that you see uh uh such a substantial difference in uh in time of possession and only a one point game at the end yeah all right uh last call for your calls 317-1250 uh, London is up in D.C. Hello, London. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, I graduated back in 2015, undergrad, did my master's in accounting uh, in 2017 from ECU. Big Pirate football fan. Uh, love the love the team and great to see the success today on the field. I'd be curious uh, to know, um, you know, given you guys are, are ECU football pundits and, and uh, lifelong fans, um, what were your thoughts? 
you know, if you could share briefly on the performance today, uh, you know, from Houston's coaching to, you know, the offensive and defensive performance, right? And, uh, you know, based on the performance today, what, uh, what are your expectations against Navy and then uh, beyond against Cincinnati? All right. Um, I, I, you know, I question why you were going so fast at the end of that game to score a touchdown. Uh, you know, that's one of those things when you're in the moment, and I guess if you feel like the defense is on your heels, maybe, maybe it's maybe a momentum thing sometimes. Maybe I also a caller brought it up. Maybe uh, at that point, Memphis is letting ECU score. It sure looked like they tried to yeah, tackle did. and yeah. hold them out. Yeah, but it wouldn't have been a bad idea to just let them score there. Uh, you did have three timeouts, so right. I, you know there was some head scratchers. You, you're in no man's land on that fourth and thirteen. Uh, do you want to punt there? I, I, you could kick a field goal. It'd have been like a forty-six yarder. I guess they just didn't trust Daffer to make a forty-six yeah. yarder today. So I, there was didn't some Holton decisions. get sacked on that play too on that fourth down play? Yeah, they went backwards. Yeah, so that yeah. I mean, if you had you kicked the field goal there and missed it, then the line of scrimmage would still have been about five yards ahead of where you ended up giving the ball over because Holton got sacked. As far as play calling, I mean, they I. I I don't get too critical on that because I don't know what the coordinator sees or what Holton's seeing in that situation. But when you got the ball down there and, and you ran the ball like you did, I think they went like three passes in a row, mm-hmm. a yeah. time or two there uh, inside the the ten yard line. So I don't know. There was definitely look execution. So players can learn from some mistakes today. I think the coaches can go back and uh, look at some things that they might have done wrong today. But it's great to do that in a win. Uh, the defense, man, hats off to them again. I mean, they played a really good offense today. Held them to 23 uh, regulation points, yeah, right? They yeah. scored a touchdown scored a in touchdown overtime. overtime yeah. I mean, <laughs> credit to them. Memphis, the O-line, they're, they're doing all they can. That was not a good performance. Pass blocking, run blocking, uh, you, you got to say they did pretty well. The Pirates racked up some rushing yards, but... Holden got bruised and battered today. He didn't have his best game, still finished with a lot of yards and had two interceptions, did run in a touchdown, but they got it done, man. I, look, kudos, hats off, whatever you want to say. I, I'm very proud of uh, what they accomplished today in Memphis. Yeah, and as far as what we expect against Navy, what I expect defensively against Navy is that East Carolina has to, as well as they have been playing defensively over the last five or six games or whatever it's been, East Carolina has to be careful not to over-pursue because when you play Navy and you play that triple option, you have to play assignment football. They're going to have to be better defensively against Navy than they have all year because this is a very aggressive defense. You're not going to be able to blitz as much. You're not going to be able to fly around the football as much you got to play assignment football uh you know I, I know blake carroll has sprinkled in some preparations for navy early in the season everybody that plays navy does that because nobody not so many teams play it's just usually the service academies uh and and some of the F, fcs level teams that play that triple option you don't see that very often so that's going to be a huge challenge for east carolina this week in practice we played navy as well as ecu has played navy last year defensively since the skip hole era and if you hold them to 27 points like you did last year you you win this year yeah i think yeah uh because last year you had mason garcia in his first start he had 104 passing yards so they just could not get it done offensively 
uh, which allowed you know short fields. And, and remember what that. that game was? That was the Holt Naylor's game where he had the false positive. Right, Mason year. Garcia played. Yep. So mm-hmm. uh, if you uh, so the history of the series has not gone well. Recent history, Blake Harrell history. He th- their defense played him pretty well last right. year. So I got confidence heading into that game. Uh, let's go to Dusty in New Bern. Hello, Dusty. Cliff, I'm sure you know my good friend Jared Lawler, who is from Memphis, Tennessee. I called Jared this week, and I said, Jared, I sure do like your barbecue, but I don't care much for that football team y'all got. I said, Jared, come Saturday, the Pirates of East Carolina are coming to pillage and plunder the Memphis Tigers. And today, that's exactly what we did. We went on the road in the American Conference, and opened up a can of whoop-ass on the Memphis Tigers. And let me tell you, I respect the many men and women of the United States Navy. But next week, the Pirates are coming to wreck that ship, too. I don't care if they run the triple option, the wishbone, the wing tee. It don't matter. Because it ain't going to be enough to beat the Pirates next Saturday in Annapolis, Maryland. i see y'all next Saturday. Go Pirates! All right, the American Dream, Dusty in Newburn, calling in here on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. I tell you what, whenever Dusty says something's going to happen, it's going to happen. That's true. You write it down. Take a picture. Son of a plumber. Thank you uh, for calling <laughs> in, Dusty. All right, been here a long time. Time to get out of here. It was an early day for you, wasn't it, there, Clipper? Yeah, not an uh, not an early morning guy, but I'm, I I used to not be, but now I am. Now that you know. I'm, working a uh, a real job so to speak if i have to get up at, days. at real people hours for ecu yeah. to win and go to bowl games hey that'll work count me in that's right sign me up that's right you're you're one and oh in real people games we'll be here shirley and i will be here at quarter to eight chandler will be here around eight twenty-five or so <laughs> but damn it we'll be here wow Woo. called out you are not gonna live that down for a while. Nah, it's all right. I was on by eight forty-five. <laughs> Look, I, I got me a little. Billy bit was on the show just about before you got here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I was at Brown and Wood buying a car. <laughs> he was looking for weave. All right, uh, Billy. Bow game, baby. Nice, What's brother. Day? Yes. Hey, did you say we were gonna hug afterwards? Let's hug it. And even better. If my memory serves, this will be the first time this year that we have taken more calls than we have actually scored in a win. (laughs) We have taken 31 phone calls. We have taken 31 phone calls today. And Shirley, your streak is back, (laughs) and it's back, and it's going to stay strong. Yeah, well, the streak starts over, but... Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's, it's, and in honor sucks. of that, we're all streaking right now. Here we go. Y'all can do that. <laughs> all right. We'll see you fine people. Uh, of course, coming up Monday on Pirate Radio Live inside the Players Lounge. Ooh, look at Thanks Baylor for memes storming for the being field. Here. Memes? Thanks, memes. <laughs> oh, memes. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Yes, thank you, memes. You did. The good luck. That's charm. right. Uh, we will see you next Saturday, 1130 a.m., on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and after the game from Annapolis right here on the U.S. Sailor 5th Quarter Call-In Show. Have a great night and a great weekend, Pirate fans. Celebrate it. You know how tough it is to get to where we are right now, but East Carolina will go bowling in 2021. We'll see you next Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and the U.S. Sailor 5th Quarter Call-In Show.
You have been listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Join us next time for complete postgame coverage of East Carolina football exclusively on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.